With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live.
Listen to what you 
Steel, New World Order. Enjoy.
my life that I just couldn't deal with. So I started drinking, thought it would help ease my pain. But things got worse, so I said, Lord, I give up.
somebody. Hallelujah. Well, I feel like I'm somebody this morning. Praise him. Hallelujah. I'm so grateful this morning to be here with a mind to want to serve him. Hallelujah. I don't know about the world and about the other peoples and about these other ministries, but I'm speaking for me this morning. I'm glad about it. I'm glad to be here uh, connected. So many people are not connected to the vibe this morning. But we are connected, and I have no doubt about it. I have no doubt about it that I am connected. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Father, we thank you this morning that we are not here because we need a show, a platform, or we need to be this or that. But we're here this morning, Father, because we realize how far we have journeyed away from home. And we need you this morning to bring us back. Bring us back to our senses this morning, Father. Bring us back to you, Father. Oh, Father, how we repent this morning of all of our unconcerned ways, all of our ways where we have ran away from you, Father, and we went prostituting ourselves and giving ourselves away. We ask you to have mercy right now, Father. Look upon us. Forgive all of our sins and transgression. Draw us to you with your perfect love, Father, and then heal and deliver and make us free from the clutches of the enemy, Father. You and you alone are worthy this morning, Father. We can do nothing but call upon your name. We thank you this morning for a portion of our life, health, and strength. We thank you this morning, Father Lord, that we can declare that your peace and your glory this morning, Father Lord, it abounds and it's upon us today. Thank you for all the healing that have went forth, all the miracles we have heard and we've sung. Thank you for the word upon yesterday, Father Lord. Thank you for your spirit and your glorious arrival and occasion that, amen, your people can see your glory and look upon your service this morning. Move by your spirit. Speak to us this morning. Speak to the heart of your people this morning. Speak this morning, Father. Let your Shekinah glory, let it be upon the heads of your children this morning. We give up and surrender all to thee this morning. Ask you to have thine own way. And the most high, Yah, Selah, and thank you for your son, Yahshua. Well, glory to his name this morning. We are here because there are no other place to be this time of morning. We ought to want to get up, amen, and glorify the Father. And look back and see that we are here still in the land of living, regardless of your trials and tribulations. Drink my little coffee before it gets too hot, too cold. Hallelujah. You know, we, we have something to be glad about and something to be grateful for because when we hold on to the promises of the Father, when we hold on to the promises of the Almighty, He keeps us. Don't say that you won't uh, get some sickness 
But he promised to take away all sickness. Hallelujah. And I've been noticing for the last past three weeks, allergy has been just terrible in me. And a lot of other people complain of the allergies and the mucus. But I'm grateful this morning that all you need is to trust him. Well, what about all the people that died of the flu? I'm, I don't know about the people that died. God, you know, God bless their families, and I know that it's not the will of God that anything should kill them. But it takes faith. You're going to have to have faith. I don't tell no one not to take a flu shot, but I'm going to trust the Lord because one thing I, I, I think about all the time, I've never attained death. Death, I've heard about it. I saw the outcomes of it, but unless it's my time, no sickness, no disease, or not anything shall come nigh me because I'm going to be trusting in the Word. So we're here this morning because that's what it's all about, is to hear and understand what the Father is saying to the children this morning. And I have a word from the Father this morning. And the similarity is don't let the door shut. Don't let the door shut and you can't get in. If that door shut and you don't get in, the word speaking this morning from the book of Matthew, the 25th chapter, where he was illustrating parable of the virgins, and we want to talk this morning about the similarity of Matthew 25. You know, in Matthew 24, he gives a warning. The Word of God is not here to scare you, uh, use fear tactics to make you, I'm a mean God. If you don't do it, you're going to go to hell and burn up in fire. That, that, that's not even a part of the gospel. That part is written to the unsaved. That is what the unsaved will receive. And if you unsaved, the word of God say <laughs> these peoples in the book of Matthew, he said they only just do this with their lips. He said these people draw nigh to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips but their heart is full from me. And he says in Proverbs 8, 17, he said, I love them that love me. Those that seek me early shall find me. So all through the word this morning, hallelujah, I'm reading and understanding that you cannot call yourself a wife and you living in some other world and your husband is living here. That's just the name that you're carrying. That's just like saying, Lord, I love you, and at the same time, you know, running drugs up your arm. You can't say you love him. He loved you, hallelujah, first before you even loved him. And so now he's saying, I want to draw you back to me with my perfect love. We need to teach a little bit so that the peoples can hear the word of God and can see that, amen, our forefathers, that was no different than Ecclesiastes said, ain't nothing new under the sun. He said,
said everything that is already been done. So we want to talk this morning and want you to set your mind on if the son was speaking to the people at this time when he wrote this, where have the change come from? There ain't no different today than it was, hallelujah, 8,000 years ago. Yeah, I say 8,000 years ago because it was 8,000 years ago when Jesus came on the scene. That was no Jesus, amen, in 6,000. That was no Jesus back in 25. But when he came on the scene, he came because he wanted to show humanity that the Father did not lay these burdens upon them, that they should go out and kill all these oxen and stuff for a sin offering. He became the propitiation. He became the scapegoat that we may be free from sin and iniquity, which brings us to Matthew's 25th chapter, the parable of the virgin. Got so many Bibles open, I, I, I had to look. I believe I got about four different verses of Scripture. I'm going to go to Matthew's 25. Through with my water, through with my coffee. Hallelujah. Here in the book of Matthew, the 25th chapter. I was going to go down to the ending verse, but I'm going to start at the beginning. The parable of the ten virgins. And the reason for this being in the book is because, see, it's a parable. And, and, and all through the book of life, it wants to use parables to illustrate to us what will work and what will not work. So we're going to talk about these virgins and how that they came empty-handed. They didn't bring all of their supplies. You can't come to do a work for the kingdom and you're still wallowing in your mess. He's not going to bless our mess. He wants to hear us repent that he may bring deliverance. And I'm a living witness this morning that there is deliverance, hallelujah, in the Son. The Father has given all things to Yahudah, hallelujah, that he would issue his word, his life, his blood, hallelujah, as a sin, as a as I was going to say, as a sin offering, but as a token of redemption, that he redeemed mankind. At first, everything was under the control of Satan until, because, hallelujah, he figured that he had killed the peace. The Bible talks about how that Yehuda, how that he died and 
how that he went into the lower parts of hell. So it's a beautiful word inscribing, describing exactly the deity of Yahuwah. The word is saying this morning, then the kingdom of heaven shall be compared to ten maidens who took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish. Five were wise. But when the foolish took their lamps, they took no oil with them. No preparation. Remember, this is a parable of how that we come into the kingdom this morning. Not prepared to meet the bridegroom. Remember, this is about the bridegroom coming. This is about the return of the Messiah, but we're using as an illustration this morning ten virgins. Hallelujah. Which represent that their lives were clean, glory to God. Hallelujah. And they were going to meet a husband. They were going to get them a husband. Five of them didn't have faith enough to believe. So they thought that they was going to borrow some oil. Girl, come on, let's go. We'll just get something from Mary and we'll get something from Sheila and them. But listen what happened. But the wives took flax. That means they took that little uh, material and went down in the lamps. They made sure that if they had enough oil, but they flax made it burned out. They had some spare flax. They're going to meet, hallelujah, they're going to meet the bridegroom. Wives took flax of oil with their lamps. As the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. But at midnight, all of them slumbered and slept. But at midnight, that was a cry. Behold the bridegroom. Come out to meet him. Then all those maidens rose and trimmed their lamps. Lamps are going out. But the wise replied, perhaps that will be not enough. Let's see. No, they didn't hold up. They said, and the foolish said to the wise, give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise replied, perhaps thou will not be enough for us and for you. Go, brother, to the dealer. Go to the store and buy for yourself. Now look here. And while they went to buy, see you got to you got to be prepared this morning. Excuse me. Pray for these allergies, hallelujah. Not no sickness. Hey, glory, hallelujah. Now look at here. They got to go and buy. But at midnight, there was a cry. And the cry was because someone was alarmed 
that the bridegroom has arrived. He probably was off ways a little bit, and they saw him because why? Remember, we're illustrating this, and we're talking about the coming of the Messiah. And we're warning people this morning that we don't have a lot of time left. When Deuteronomy 28, chapter begins to fulfill itself, and it is, when the book of Daniel begins to fulfill itself, Matthew 24, when you hear wars and rumors of wars and earthquake and famine, Luke 21, hallelujah, Luke 21, and, 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 and uh, 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 Ephesians, the 12th chapter. All of these scriptures is referring of the coming of the bridegroom, which is Yahuwah, Jesus, said, and while we went to buy, the bridegroom came. Foolish. The Bible called five of these girls, they were foolish. How many people this morning is foolish to think? Now, he's talking to the believer because the unbeliever, they're not concerned about the coming. They hate to see him come, was glad to see him win. So you all that are listening this morning, this is pertaining to you. He came, and they weren't ready. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came. And those who were ready went in with him to the marriage feast, and the door was shut. Now look what happened. Afterward, the other maidens came also saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he replied, truly, I say to you, I do not know you. I do not know you. And so the good master saying in the 13th verse, Watch, therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour. Hallelujah. You don't know what it be at 8.30 this morning. You don't know whether it be 8.30 this evening. You don't know the time, hallelujah, that the bridegroom will come and open the door. Open the door where you'll be able to come out from your troubles, come out from your strongholds, come out from your burdens, but you are going to have to, amen, get some all in your lap. You're going to have to spend some late night hours studying and seeking his face that you may be able, hallelujah, to be standing in his presence, hallelujah. All of this work that we're doing today is for your own good. Hallelujah. Don't run out of all. Don't get tired. Don't become weary in well-doing. For in due season, you will reap a harvest. So we found out this morning that Jesus, Yahuwah, is warning us through the word this morning 
the door will be shut, and you will not be able to enter in. Five of those virgins, they lost it. Their only opportunity to be delivered. Now I wonder what happened to those five virgins. Were they virgins any longer? They lost their hope. Your hope this morning, if you are a believer, hold on to your confidence this morning, my dear friend. For your confidence has a recompense, a reward that you shall receive in the glorious hour of the coming of the bridegroom. The Bible says, though he delay, he cometh. And he cometh with fierce anger. Hallelujah. Isaiah 13 chapter said, I'm going to overthrow the sinner. He didn't say I'm going to come and overthrow <laughs> those that love me. He said, I'm going to overthrow the sinner. I'm going to rid the world of its sin. Hallelujah. And I'm glad this morning that my hope is not in man. My hope is in him this morning. I believe and I trust and I know that he will keep his promise. Hallelujah. Let's go down to Matthews. Let's go to Luke 6 and 46. Luke 6 and 46. Uh-huh. And why call ye me Lord? Lord, and do not the things which I say. It is impossible for you to be a believer this morning. And all we're talking about, Lord, have mercy. Oh, God. He said, why do you keep playing with my name? Why do you keep playing with me? But you ain't doing what I said do Tell my child, I don't understand the word. When you don't understand the word, maybe if you seek his face, it'll help you to understand the word. The Bible says, a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. Let him not think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. But he said, any man that like his wisdom, let him ask, not wavering, not doubting, not asking, but getting weary in your wait and stop waiting, become weary and grow faint and go back to your sinful ways. Why you call me Lord, Lord, but you ain't doing what I said do? 47 verse said, Whosoever cometh to me and heareth my saying and doeth them. See, you can't just be a hearer but you're going to have to be a participator. You're going to have to hear the word of God, but you're going to have to do it. And he said, after you have done it, I will show you to whom he is like. He is like a man which built a house and dig it deep and laid the foundation on a rock. That means this man here... He built something, amen, to withstand. 
the challenges of life. When you build your hope on him, when you build your faith in trusting and working for the kingdom, hallelujah, you will be just like this house. This house was founded upon a rock. And when the flood arose, the stream beat verily upon that house and could not shake it, for it was founded upon the rock. And I'm not talking about the rock of Gibraltar. I'm not talking about the rocks of ages. I'm talking about the rock and salvation of your hope this morning. I'm talking about if you would stay in the race and hold fast to your confession of faith that I'm waiting upon Yahuwah. I'm waiting upon Jesus will work it out. Hallelujah. So he says this morning that he wants us to have a foundation. He wants us to study the word this morning. He wants us to believe what we read, receive the spirit of truth. Hallelujah. Stop letting these uh, 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 preachers, hallelujah, speak financial blessings in your life. When Matthew 6, 33 said, but seek ye first the kingdom of heaven. You don't need nobody to tell you what God got in store for you. Your storage is in him. Hallelujah. I don't need no one to prophesy. Prophecy is good, glory to God. But he said prophecy will cease. And here's the time today that all that stuff needs to cease. And we need to hold fast to our profession of faith and speak, decree, believe, stand on the rock of God. Hallelujah. And know and have the assurance that, hallelujah, if I fall, let me fall. But I'm going to fall in him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But he that heareth and doeth not. See, it's messed up. Some of y'all hear every day what I preach. You want so much click on it and listen to it because you hate me because I love him. And you know, if you love the Lord, then you certainly don't show. I don't see it. Well, it ain't for you to see, preacher. All these people in my life, where they at this morning? It's too early for them, but that's your business. But he that feareth, he that heareth, and doeth not. You heard the word, but you don't obey. It's like a man that without a foundation. He had no foundation. That foundation is when you dig down deep. And you pour that concrete, and then you begin to put your studs and your braces so that you can begin with your walls. Remember, it started from the ground up. They didn't build it from the top down. But he that heareth and doeth not is like a man that without a foundation built a house upon the earth against which the stream did beat perfectly, and immediately it fell. And the ruins of that house was great. Now, we're not talking about a brick home, a wood frame home. We're talking about man. Anything that has to do with the word of Yah 
is concerned about the body. So he's talking about those that come in. They come to his assembly. They go to these churches. They go to the sheepfold. They read their Bibles. He's saying this morning, you need to take our time to get your stuff together. Five virgins, they didn't have it together. And they thought they were going to mooch off of the other five. But the other five said, no, we won't have enough for ourselves. Go and buy you some from the dealer, from the all man, and come back. It was too late. Then here comes another character building a house, meaning his foundation of his hope. Hallelujah. He didn't have the faith that was needed to project him into the understanding that I had better stay in the Lord and allow him, no matter what's going on on the outside, all these people around me is cutting the rug and living in sin and going to the clubs and doing all the stuff what they want to do. I'm going to stay right here and perfect that which he has given me to do. Every one of us that believe this morning, there's a work for you to do. We want to go to our next verse of Scripture, which is found in the book of Luke 13, 26 and 27. We're teaching, hallelujah, uh, let's go to Luke 13 and 22. And he went through the cities and villages, teaching and journeying toward Jerusalem. Then one said to him, Lord, are there few who are saved? And he said to them, Try to enter through the narrow gate. For many, I say to you, will seek to enter and will not be able. When once the master of the house has risen up and shut the door. See, the door for your salvation and for your hope it's not going to be open to you all the time because you know why? Satan is blizzardly taking people's focus away. You know, Satan will rather give you the lotto. The greater your anointing, the greater your work seal, the more the enemy. He knows that every one of us seek to have a financial freedom. The whole world talks about being free financially, being able to purchase what you want, being able to go and buy and sell and do as you choose. So, Yahuwah, uh, Yah, he, he knows that this has been a great problem throughout eternity. When Yahuwah, when Jesus came to this earth in 8,000 centuries, he saw the condition of this world, that greed was 
hanging over the synagogues. That's why he came in the synagogue, hallelujah, and he overthrew the money change, and he whipped them with a whip and beat them up out of there. He said, my house shall be called a house of prayer. Jeremiah 7, chapter, he told Jeremiah to go stand. Go stand there in the way of them at the gate where they get ready to go into the sanctuary and warn them, don't go and do all the stuff you do on the Sabbath and then run up in here. All the stuff you do, amen, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and now you want to run up in the sanctuary with your sinful ways. He told them, strive to enter through the narrow gate. For many, I say to you, will seek to enter. See, they, they're not seeking, hallelujah, his face. Now that they learn that the door has been opened, they are seeking a way to enter in. They haven't done no works to come in here. They have not prepared themselves to come inside of this place. They have not ready-made themselves to be a part of the Lord's Supper. When once the master of the house has risen up and shut the door, that will be a door shut. He said there will also be a fountain of purification open until his chosen was. You got to be chosen this morning. And you began to stand outside and knock at the door, saying, Lord, Lord, open for us. And he will ask himself to you, I don't know you. I do not know you. Where you are from, then you will begin to say, he told him, I didn't know you. Then he asked, where you come from? Now, this is what that lost soul will begin to say. See, he already know what the lost soul is going to say. He said, the lost soul will say, we ate and drank in your presence. You taught in our streets. But he will say, I tell you, I do not know you. Where are you from? I don't know you. I don't know. I was at St. Agnes. I was, you remember me? I, I had a 3,000 uh, member church. I, I, I had eight churches. I do not know you. Depart from me, all you. Workers of iniquity. Hallelujah. That will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. When you see Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and all the prophets in the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. And yourself thrust out. And you, the door shut in your face. And this is real serious this morning, my people. It is serious to believe if you believe in the Bible and Jesus and all, you got to also believe that things are coming to a close. The door will be shut. And all you can do is exclaim that I'm Reverend Anderson. And I, 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 where are you from? I know who you is or who you participated to be. But that's not what I told you to do. 
Depart from me, ye worker of iniquity. You practice lawlessness. You practice sin. Hallelujah. You were the lawyer that was standing there, glory to God. You held the law. You knew the way. You didn't tell the peoples to come out of sin. But you condoled their sin by them throwing big money at you. All you was bought by the congregation of the unrighteousness. Your church was filled with unrighteousness. And the poor got poor, and the rich got richer. Off the backs of humanity, depart. But we ate with you in your presence. He didn't say he, 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 he was eating with the, he didn't say he ate with the Lord. He said we ate in your presence. Probably was a part of the 5,000 fish. I mean, probably was a thought of uh, about the two loaves and the five fish and the 5,000 people. Yeah, they ain't in his presence, but not all of them loved him. They were down for the fishes and the loaves. Now, this is what this is about this morning. It's about those that stand up and beat themselves in the chest and say, but I, I'm, 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 I'm Apostle Anderson. I'm Bishop Anderson. Yeah, but where your fruit at? The word said, know them by the fruit they bear. If everybody surrounded around that man, all of his dignitaries and bodyguards and everything, all them looking fine and foxy and all that, but what about the car? If you can ride and drive and live uh, luxuriously, uh, George Myers, $25,000 commode or whatever, I don't know it. I don't care about it. Because if I had it like that, I would spit it amongst the people. We would own the dealership. We would own the uh, the housing market. We would all we would have our own that we would not have to go to the world. We'd have our own hospital. Look at uh, uh, Oral Roberts. Oral Roberts. When I lived in Tulsa, Oklahoma, I had right there where the cancer center is at. That cancer center hospital, Amen. It belongs to Oral Roberts University, and it was up for sale. Hallelujah! Back in '05. So go and check for yourself. Oral Roberts built all the community around there, the colleges, for those kids to go to school there, hallelujah, so that they can learn the way of the truth, hallelujah. Tulsa, Oklahoma, hallelujah. 30th verse, and indeed there are least, let me see, they will come from the east, and the west, from the north and the south, and set down in the kingdom of God. And indeed, there are last, and indeed, there are last who will be first, and there are first who will be last. See, you got to understand this morning that he wants to reward us. Hallelujah. He wants to reward you. He don't just want you to just be out there just working. Say, I'm working for the king, child. It is hard, but I'm going to keep on working for the king because I know uh, they know, you know. Uh-uh. No, 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 no. That's not what he meant. He meant for us to get it right. I'm coming to a close with my last verse scripture found in the book of Luke. 
seven, and 21. I'm trying to see that I do Luke 7 and 21. Luke 7. Let's see. 7. Let's see. Hold up, y'all. Bear with me. Luke 6, 46. And, uh, uh, oh, Matthew 7, 21. Did I do Matthew 7? Oh, yeah. That's it right there. That's it. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Now, look at here. And we coming to a close. Uh, we got to back this one up. Let's go to... Seven and thirteen. Enter by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction. And there are many who go in by it, because narrow is the gate and difficulty is the way which leads to life. There are few who find it. Beware of false prophets. So he's telling us right here now. He's telling us what it's going to take. Oh, sitting in that chair. Too long, too long. That up a little bit. He's warning us and he's telling us exactly what it's going to take here this morning to be able to come into this beautiful road that he's already paid for us. He says, Beware the 15 verses, Matthew 7. Excuse me, 15, beware of the false prophets who come to you in sheep clothing, but inwardly they are raving wolves. You will know them. See, they're not going to just sneak in. You'll know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes from thorn bushes? Grapes grow on a vine. Of figs from thistles. Even so, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. What type of fruit do we have this morning on our tree? You need to know. You can't ask me what does my fruit tree look like this morning. I don't know. You need to know this morning what type of fruit do you have on your tree? He said a good tree brings forth good fruit. Good, even so, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. Every tree, now he's styling us as a tree. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. You ever thought about 
that's why a lot of these false prophets, and then you know they 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 they, they get into their sick bed and stuff. You know, the father is tired of these renegade preachers running around. You know, beating people's down and doing all the wickedness that they do. So a lot of times when these things happen, it's because the Almighty has cut them down and thrown them into the fire. Therefore, by their fruit, you will know them. And not everybody in church jumping up and down shouting, talking about, ba 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 Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven. But he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name? Seven sons of Sceva did too. Cast out demons in your name and done many wonders in your name. Have we not? And then I will declare to them, Depart, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. Hallelujah. So therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on a rock, and the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat on that house. Talking about your foundation this morning. What type of foundation are you built upon? Are you built upon the foundation of the believer? Are you built upon the foundation of your prophet? If he's anything other than Yahuwah, Jesus, then, you know, you haven't built nothing. But whoever hears these saying of mine, they get sayings this morning. Does them, I will liken him of a wise man who built his house on the rock and the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on the house. And it did not fail. For it was founded on a rock. Hallelujah. But everyone who hears these same minds, we come into a close. And does not them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand and the rain. Descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on the house and it fell and great was its fall. Hallelujah. Don't let it be too late. Don't let all of what you have done be in vain. You've worked and miracles has been rough through you. And now you came this far in life only to lose your prize. There's a reward this morning. Hallelujah. You don't want to lose it this morning, do you? Father, I thank you this morning that your word have went out. Shall not return void, but shall do what you started to do. Have thine own way throughout the day. Let the anointing be upon the word as it go across all the distant territories, Facebook speaking all across the land. Let somebody, hallelujah, hear your word and, and, and discern that this is your voice talking through these scriptures and turn so that they may enter in. And they won't let it be said, depart from me. I never knew you. Hey, Bishop Bowen, I got the 
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.